0: So with code section 162a three photos and a book from a captain we won that audit and she writes that yacht off on her tax returns year over year i want to go over the difference between a cpa and an enrolled agent has anyone heard the the term enrolled agent before Mm -hmm. a few people okay so the true difference between a CPA and an enrolled agent is a CPA is a certified public accountant. Okay? So when it comes time to file your tax returns, you're gonna go into your CPA's office and provide them all your information and they're gonna account for every single item that needs to go inside of your tax returns so that they can file your tax returns. That's what CPAs do. Okay? You normally meet with your CPAs during what months, guys? Like, what are the typical months that you meet with? You? January, February, March, April, cool, perfect. Now, an enrolled agent holds the highest designation that the IRS allows for being an accountant, okay? But what it pretty much means is that you spend a majority of your time studying tax laws as opposed to public accounting. So when it comes to whether or not someone needs an LLC versus an S Corp, whether or not they're placing their children on payroll, or buying a Tesla Model X that weighs over 6,000 pounds, you're probably gonna find more success chatting with an enrolled agent about how to do things versus chatting with a cpa about how to do things now i just want to ask you guys how many of you guys have gone into your cpa and they told you you can't write this off this is not going to happen this year it's not going to fly they give you this no and you're like but how do i do it and they're not sitting there telling you how you do it raise your hand if that's you okay okay When I got into this whole tax world, and we'll explain how I got into this whole tax world, because taxes to me was not sexy when I first approached this whole game of life. I was like, dude, I don't want to be a tax accountant. That's not what I want to do. So we'll talk how I got there. Um, But when it comes to why CPAs won't help you leverage the tax code is because they don't spend a majority of time teaching people how to use the tax code. They're looking for your items to file inside of your tax returns, okay? So the very first thing that I want you guys to walk away with is the difference between a tax strategist versus an enrolled agent. Many of you guys are making financial decisions every single day. Many of you guys came here, you guys know that this is a business trip for you. Some of you guys flew here, some of you guys live here. Some of you guys are trying in right now to figure out if you're gonna need to buy a vehicle that weighs over 6,000 pounds before the end of the year to save on your taxes. Some of you guys are probably thinking right now, does it make sense for me to have an LLC? Should I be in an S Corp? Why did some of these people in the front row raise their hands when they said that they have S Corps? And only a few of you guys have LLCs, right? So my job is to make sure that 365 days out of the year when you're making financial decisions, that I'm there with you and that we have the tax code in mind and that we're using it to our advantage, okay? Now, I'm gonna go over how the wealthy pay 0% in income taxes and how Jorge is paying 0% in income taxes this year because I've already figured that out for him. But before I do that, there are three cardinal rules that I have to teach you guys in order for you guys to understand how to use the tax code. Cardinal rule number one, thou shall know the difference between tax planning versus tax preparation. All of you guys who are in here today, will be filing tax returns if you have a pulse and are making over twelve thousand dollars, which is the majority of you, all of you guys file a tax return but not every single person in here has a tax plan when it comes to tax planning this happens outside of the months during january through april when you're meeting with your tax preparer when you're meeting with a tax strategist we are actually in the year that you're currently in. Not when you go into your tax preparer's office in January, February, March, and you guys are like, hey man, what's going on? This is what's up with my kids. By the way, me and my wife got a new house, so how are we gonna write all this off, man? (laughs) And he's like, what do you mean? Just give me your stuff. We'll see what shakes out. The computer system does half of it, right? When you guys are meeting with a tax strategist, what a tax strategist is doing is he's pulling the income that you've earned from January and he's multiplying with the remaining 69 days we have left in the year to forecast out what your estimated tax liability is going to be. You should know right now how much you're going to owe versus how much you're going to receive back in a refund today when you walked into this house. You should already know this information. But if you don't know this information, guess what? The clock's working against you, isn't it? i don't want to be a basic person i know i wasn't put on this earth to live a mediocre lifestyle i know that wealthy people don't live mediocre lifestyles because they know the difference between tax planning and tax preparation and they're going to do something about it when you guys walk out of here it is going to be your choice on whether or not you're going to do something or not do something about your taxes but at least you're going to know the differences now between tax planning and tax preparation and you will no longer blame your cpa when you go into your cpa's office will you because the choice is yours. And all of you guys have time right now to make a choice with your taxes and to find a tax strategist, okay? So that's the first step. The second thing that we have to follow is thou shall leverage code section 162A. Raise your hand if you've heard of this tax code. Thou shall leverage code section 162A. Raise your hand if you've heard of this tax code one more time. Okay, I got two people in here that have seen this tax code. I'm not here to bug you down with a bunch of tax codes. I'm not. I haven't even gotten into how I became a tax writer, so we'll get there. But I will tell you the most important tax code that we have. Okay? The IRS rule book is 82,452 pages. I'll never forget my mom dropped it on my lap when I was 14. Okay? I know how big it is. When I get asked, Carlton, can you teach me how to write things off? Is there a list? I always refer back to code section 162A. How many of you guys think it would be easy if like there was just a list for all of our different businesses on the things that we can or can't write write off? Raise your hand if you'd love to just have like a list. Like, dude, if they just print me off a list, not only am I gonna have it printed on my desk, I'm gonna make sure I tape it to the desk so I know exactly what I can and can't write off. Unfortunately, inside of the 82,452 pages, there is no list. Okay? There is no list that says computer, cell phone, all that. There's no list. But what there is is code section 162A. And if you have the time to write this down, I'd love you to write this down. <clears throat> code section 162A states that a business owner, are you guys business owners? Yes. Mm-hmm. Code section 162A states that a business owner can take a business deduction if the deduction is ordinary in nature, reasonable in nature, right? In the pursuit of income. Now, I have a story to share with you guys. When I was working as a tax strategist early, 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 early on, I was working with my mother and my mother started this business 30, will be 30 years. We'll be celebrating owning our tax and accounting company together 30 years. She's had this business as a young tax strategist. I didn't know a whole lot, so I didn't get to meet with all the big level clients, but we had this one client who accidentally scheduled on my calendar. So she was coming into the office. Now this was previous to COVID. This is when you could actually like meet, shake hands. Sometimes you would hug people like we did the whole breathing on each other thing that was like previous to COVID, right? so people came into our office they would meet with us sit down with us do business across the table i know it's kind of weird but that's how we did business and we had this woman who came in who was on a tv show called million dollar listings how many of you guys know what million dollar listings is okay yeah it's like a realtor show where they're selling like houses right so i had no idea she was on this tv show she was dressed up very particular when she came into the office looking real nice I went up to her, shook her hand, could tell she kind of had an attitude. My mother was gonna meet with me um, and her in the office in the conference room. So we walked her into the conference room. Our conference room had like a big, long table. So my mother and I sat on one side. She chose to sit all the way on the other side. So I was like, okay, whatever. And she had her tax returns. And when she sat down, she sat her big Louis Vuitton purse on the the, um, table. And she slid both copies of the returns over to us across our long conference table, and she said, let's see what you two can do. Now, <laughs> I, uh, my ego's a little bit different than my mother's, so I kind of was like, what the hell? Like, Who is this person talking to us like this um, in our office? It's a complimentary consultation, you know? So I'm like, I'm a little thrown off. So when I open the tax return, what immediately falls out is this notice, and then I can see the return was underneath that. I'm looking at the notice, my mom pushes the notice off to the side, starts going into the return. I'm sitting here looking at this notice and I see $1.1 million. I'm like, man, what did you do to, oh, 1.1 million. My mother's already in the tax return, like going through the pages to figure it out. She's like, I'm getting audited right now and I've already gone to three other CPAs. I would love to know what you guys can do They told me that there's nothing that can be done. And uh, my mother asked, why are you being audited? She's like, I'm being audited because I took a vehicle on my tax returns that the government is saying is not a business vehicle. And we're like, okay, what's the vehicle? And she said, well, it's a boat. (laughs) What kind of boat? Well, it's a yacht. We're like, I'm sitting here like, my mom gonna, are we, do we write these off yet? I, I, I wasn't there yet as a tax strategist to know what was going on. My mom's like, okay, well, tell me what the yacht's used for. And she went on to explain to us, I'm a real estate agent. I work with million dollar listings and I like to show my clients homes from the views of the ocean. So I bring them onto the yacht and I have ball players, celebrities, and I show them views of Dana Point, um, Newport beach, and all of the Southern areas of orange County. And I have photos and pictures of even mixers that I've done where I brought real estate agents on and we've networked. And we're like, okay, well, have you been able to make money with this yacht? She's like, absolutely. Some of the people who I've brought in on my yacht have purchased some of the properties that I've shown them. And I even have a captain who accounts for every single person that comes on and off of the boat. So we said, okay, great. So we'll take the photos that you have of all these people who came on and off your yacht, do you happen to have that booklet that your captain kept? And she's like, yes, I can get it. We're like, email us over that booklet. Get us that over to us as soon as you possibly can. So she sends us the booklet about a week later, and in the booklet, we saw that she had every chronological order of who came on and off of her boat. We had some photos. We decided to engage with her. So we sent her over a contract and said, listen, we'll represent you, okay? When we went into the audit, the only tax code we used was code section 162A. And what we said was, is our client bought this yacht because it was ordinary for our client to be able to show her customers houses. It was necessary for her because she determines what is necessary for her business from a marketing and advertising perspective. And it was reasonable for her to be able to make this purchase since she's already making 4.5 million a year. So with code section 162A, three photos, and a book from a captain, we won that audit. And she writes that yacht off on her tax returns, year over year. Is a yacht inside of the IRS tax code? Mm Mm-mm, and neither is a cell phone. But we can write these things off if we understand how to use the tax code. Rule number three, thou shall not fear the IRS. I saw some of your guys' faces. Mm Mm-hmm, hold on, Carlton, what do you mean? We don't have yachts yet, what do you mean? Thou shall not fear the IRS.